Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast. And uh, I know I keep saying it, but the season really is drawing to a close. All we've got to talk about as far as upcoming games is the final. That's right. Nottingham Forest could get promoted. Find out what we think is going to happen in that game in our prediction section. We've got news and uh, anything else that's going on in the football world. Before we get started, while I've got you, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Uh, And if you've got a second, please do consider leaving us a review. Let us know how you enjoy our podcast. Big help to the podcast, big help to us. Let us know what we're doing right and where we can improve. So, this is it. Let's get going. Let's find out what we think is going to happen in the final. This is it. Cookie Cast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Do it, Paul. She's not wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was I was going to open with with the uh, welcome along to one of the last of the of the season, but it, it seemed as though the season just don't want to end. So uh, we're we're back again. We're back again, fellas and ladies. There might be some ladies listening. Um, so yes, welcome along to another instalment of uh, the football podcast from Cookie Cast. Uh, we'll we'll strive to give you some some lovely championship and beyond based football chatter for the next. Undisclosed amount of time. Uh, now, normally, obviously, we'd dive straight into last week's predictions to see who had who had got what points for what scores and whatnot. But there are none, as it was the last game of the championship season. Well, it wasn't even the last game of the championship season. It was the championship playoffs. It was the playoff semi-finals, and we're awaiting the playoff final, which does involve one of the three teams covered on the podcast. So, Mr. Moore's Nottingham Forest take on Huddersfield this coming Sunday. So, we might as well dive straight into our predictions for the big game, I suppose. If, uh, if it's, it's, it's probably the best place to start. Um, obviously, it's his team. Um, so, we'll, we'll give him the, uh, the duty of going last, I dare say, to, uh, to give his prediction. So... Why doesn't Mr. Woodmansey start us off with his pick for the final? Okay. Um, I I don't think I've ever been this nervous for a game that doesn't involve Hull or England. I'll be honest. This is this is a weird. This is new territory for me. Um, but I've I've been optimistic in my predictions. I'll be honest. The second goal scorer I've put in. It's kind of for a podcast pop, but we, we shall we shall see. So, um, I have gone for Huddersfield Town one, Nottingham Forest two. Um, I have gone for Toffolo to score for Huddersfield, mainly because it's kind of fun to say. And I've also gone for Johnson because if he doesn't score, then what even are we doing here? And to score the winner off the inside of his left shin 
having just fallen over probably in the six-yard box. I have gone for Yates to score the winner. I knew that Paul would particularly enjoy that one, so there we go. Good king Christ, if that's the <laughs> winner in the championship playoff final. Oh, God. You, you, you can, you can just see it happening. You can just see it happening, can't you? There are, there are worse players that have scored probably as important goals, I would say, maybe. And it's, it's that age-old thing of, like, when your team's at Wembley, like, I'd say nine times out of ten, but obviously your team might not be there often. But I would say that, like, it really throws up some odd goal scorers sometimes, but for whatever reason. Um, like, my experience would be the, the like, the, like <laughs> the FA Cup final. Who would have thought that Curtis Davis would ever be on the goal-scoring list for the FA Cup final? That, like, weird. So Ooh, he wasn't, it didn't, when James Chester scored in the same game as well, didn't he? Case no, in point. Who would have ever thought that Hull would score two goals in the FA Cup final and both would be scored by centre arms? Mm-hmm. So that, that was my case in point that it, it will, I, I think, will throw up an odd goal scorer and he, albeit, and I'll, I will obviously ride that championship team of the season label at this point in time, um, but I think it would be a, a, a bit left field for a, for a final, so that, that's, that was why. The last, the last time Forrester it, it, it at Wembley and won. They won the Makita Tools Trophy against Southampton and Scott Gemmell's court scored a brace. I mean, what a random kind of... I mean, it, it's the trophy that everyone strives to win. So... <laughs> Mr Cook, give us your pick. So... I'm almost a little insulted that you've even asked me. Because if you think that I am straying away from a formula that has done not only myself, but Nottingham Forest well this season, you are very mistaken. Huddersfield Town, bagels. Nottingham Forest, deuces. Johnson. Zinkenegel hasn't scored for about a million years, so, you know. But it's not, it's not about that, because I was going to put somebody else down. But I was like, if you think I'm straying away from this formula now, when Forrest need me the most, no, sir. I'm all over it. <laughs> if it gets to one all at like 85 minutes, Andy's going to be like on the sidelines at Zinkenegel like this. Like, come on, come on. So all I'll say is that like one thing I was going to suggest was that we, that we each try and sort of like put on a like a nailed on bet that each of us think will happen so obviously I'm going a bit early on this but Stu said there if it gets to 85 minutes and Zinkenagle hasn't scored <laughs> mate if it gets to 85 minutes and Zinkenagle's on the pitch I'll give you all the money in my bank account so <laughs> the last I think it like I think it, if you go through the last what 10 games that he's played I don't think he's finished a single one so he always gets taken off. So I would imagine that he won't even fit, he won't be there after ninety minutes. Well, well, this 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 far away from the last payday, I shall look forward to the, my prize of six pound eighty seven. Yeah, unfortunately, what I didn't tell you is that I um, I'm actually uh, overdrawn at the moment. <laughs> so yeah, if you, if you can just make that zero balance by the end of the day, that'd be amazing. <laughs> 
so yeah, so obviously, like we said, we'll leave Matt to last as it's his team. Um, I I'm going to pick up what Stu was putting down. I will go two one Forest as well, but with the caveat that I believe it will happen after extra time. So I reckon we might be on for a tense, nervy first 45. So I reckon it'll be nil-nil at half-time. Could even be nil-nil at 90. And then we might see it explode in the last 30, in the in the extra 30 minutes. But I'll go for... Um, Rhodes to score for Huddersfield. Johnson to score the first for Forest. Now, is Graben fit? It's your personal opinion. Um, <laughs> I love the guy. For me, I just love a guy who can grow a beard, but it looked wispy as hell. <laughs> it's very kind. Of, it looks like it's been stuck on. <laughs> it's just the weirdest beard ever. I don't know. Would be the the, the truth. It's, it might be. I might just pick him anyway because I think it's that sort of thing where even if he can only give you half an hour, I think he's probably worth sticking on the bench to bring on. He'll be. I would assume he'll be on the bench. Um, yeah, go on, man. I'll, I'll say it as his as his parting gift to Forest. I think Graben might get the winner. Love it. Which brings us to you, Mr. Moore. Um, I don't know if you want to uh, let everybody know where you might be uh, partaking of the game on Sunday. Oh, I guess, uh, being as I'll be there in person. Um... Oh! Managed it. Good lad. Uh, friend of the podcast, James Panas, hooked me up with a ticket. So, Well, via his uh, brother-in-law, as it were. So, yes. Um, very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I genuinely don't know this one again. It's, it's just the right, whoa, 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 it's whoa, whoa, like, whoa, right. it, Would it have... Now the fact that you, you know you're going to be in the ground whilst this is going on, does this make this bit harder or easier? It makes it ten times worse. Yeah. It's just like... It's just the kind of... Like, uh, uh, you know, obviously we could probably we'll kind of talk about it afterwards, but like, my dad messaged me. Like, also, well, uh, we kind of talked... Obviously, I messaged, I messaged my dad, are oh, you at Vail? kind of Port Vale and he just replied yes and then kind of messaged me at about 10 o'clock the following morning why did you message me I'm like because um, it because Vale were winning and it was nervy as hell but you know fine sorry just sorry I was a little bit concerned about you um, but it's uh, his theory was that I should go to London for the weekend and uh, go and take in both games but um, but I, I haven't Um Oh, I don't know. Like looking at the two scores over the season, it's been really close between Forest and Huddersfield, like all the way. So I've gone two each. Um, no, do it to yourself. It's gonna be though. I think it's gonna be brutal. Uh, Toffolo and Rhodes for Huddersfield. I was also I was nearly tempted to go with Holmes as well because obviously, ex Derby player. And because uh, I think he'll get the start in this game, Davis and 
you all forgot about it. I thought I thought Paul was going to pull it out. Ex Huddersfield slash Mr. Paul Williams lookalike uh, Joe Lolly to get the second. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were going to say Jack Colback for a second. I was like, when did he play for Huddersfield? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, two two each, I think. He's not, he's, not, he's not going to give a, a penance prediction, is he? I was going to say, is, oh, no, is, is, is there any that. more to that prediction? Or is, are, we just, are we just ignoring... 2-2 uh, two, two and one of the teams to win on penalties. And, and a team will win. Lovely. <laughs> and the chance that I vomit on myself at some point in on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. So. There it is. The final... The final prediction for the season. Well, potentially. Obviously, um, today at 2 pm was the announcement of the England squad for the June UEFA Nations League fixtures. So, England have four games in the space of about eight days, I think. Maybe it's a bit longer than that. Um, but yeah, so we, we might end up doing a, a special sort of one or two podcasts covering the, the England games in the in the coming week. Absolutely. Yeah, well, considering it's a World Cup year, uh, normally you'd be doing your World Cup predictions during the summer, but... Oh yeah, no, we're... Just not, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of... Well, it's a bit difficult, a bit difficult to play, yeah. Bit difficult to play uh, football when it's fifty-five degrees outside. I suppose, you know. Just the, a uh, casual thirty odd when in the in December. Kind of <laughs> <No>. <laughs> talk talk of the England games as well will possibly segue us nicely into the news on the basis of ex Hull City Jared Bowen now playing his trade for West Ham has had his first England call up today, which uh, oh, was thoroughly really deserved as well. Mm. Uh, when I saw it, like, and, and again, I, I put this out on my own social media, like, how many times do we have to ask for the England manager to pick form players rather than just because of the, the name on the back of the shirt all the time? And it seems this time in, in, in picking Bowen, and as well on the back of that, James Justin. Uh, yeah. I saw that. So for anyone, for anyone listening and not viewing, this would be a perfect time to... Uh, to go and catch us on the YouTubes as uh, Mr. Moore has just showed up a picture from the BBC Sport website of Jared Bowen as a Ute uh, with uh, with his face painted with the St George's Cross wearing his England shirt. I want to say that that shirt is from like the 2002 qualifying run. Well, he's only he's only young and he's only like early 20s, I'd yeah. imagine. So I would, I would presume possibly, possibly even later than that it might even be like 2004 2006 but yeah so he's, he's 25 um, he scored 18 goals and provided 13 assists for West Ham this season and in t- I saw a stat get thrown up earlier um, obviously because we know that the Premier League particularly like to talk about young English players and how much that will add to their value um, that in the entire Premier League he is the second highest English player for assists, which he knows where the back of the net is as well, but clearly Kane? I think that... Kane top? Kane is top, correct. Um, so, 
I think that does lend very well to the way that the team will, will set up. And I mean, the Nations League thing, yeah, great. Like, it's fat, you know, they've got a bit of competition, but essentially, it's still a friendly, and it gives Southgate time to kind of try out any any differences. So I, I, I'm I'm absolutely made up for him. And the the only thing I'm not petition not not so much worry as such is that. I don't necessarily think West Ham play the same system that England do, so I wouldn't. I don't know where he sort of fit, really. Because if they play the four-three-three, is he is he sort of like suited to playing as like out wide? I don't know. Would he not? Hey, sort of... Come on, he's a guy. He's a guy that was listed as a striker that played for Hull for quite some time. I told you before. When we get strikers, we make them into right wingers. So I'm sure he'll be absolutely fine. Um, yeah, it's a good point. But but just it's, just better, it's better than what happens if you're a striker that gets signed by Middlesbrough. So obviously any any footballers who just happen to be listening to this who were in talks with Middlesbrough this summer, um, if you've ever scored twenty goals in a season before, get you uh, get ready to never do that ever again whilst you're wearing a Middlesbrough shirt. So oh, we are we are now officially the long the club with the longest barren spell of a player scoring twenty league goals. It's not happened since ninety one. I don't. Think. Wow, okay. Just, uh, just to the the Jared Bowen thing, that he was in contention in March, but he had a fractured foot at the time. So, good on him as well for like persevering after the injury and sort of hitting the form that he has. So yeah, absolutely. Is that, is that so there was that. There was I think the other the other sort of like big name in the squad was Fikayo Tomori, mm-hmm. who's just won the league out in Italy with AC Milan. Uh, and he's been getting rave reviews all season, so I think that was a. I think there was a lot of people that were happy with that call up. As um, yeah, the, the centre half positions are not the strongest for England, shall we say? I know, I know that Harry Maguire's not. He's always done well in an England shirt and things like that, but his um, his club performances this season have left a bit to be desired, shall we say? I, I was just about to say it's not all good news because. Uh, Calvin Phillips and Kieran Trippier are also in the squad. The, so, the Calvin Phillips, the Calvin Phillips one is just strange to me. I know, he, I know, he played well at the Euros. That's fine. He's barely played this season, so I don't know if he's called, I don't know if he's put him in the squad as an idea to get him fit for the new season. I, I, I can only presume that's part of the thinking, but it's a strange one for me. I think it's that kind of thing of keeping people around, isn't it? Whereas instead of going to him. Sorry, mate. I haven't played for the best part of six months or four months. You need the time off to recover. Yeah, it's the same with Trippier because he turned up at Newcastle, scored a goal, probably got injured, um, and then you know came back in the last game of the season or something like that. You know, so you feel like saying sometimes it's okay if they don't play. The, the world's not going to crumble, and they're not. You know, or if that player is that insecure that not being picked for the squad to play in the, what is it, League of Nations or whatever it's called. Nations or, League. Nations League or something kind of thing, some kind of name they seem to have stolen from Attitude Era um, <laughs> WWE. Um, then, I mean, you really need to have a look at yourself because... You know, unless you like Harry Kane, who wants to score more goals than every other England player of all time in 
double the amount of games of any other England player, then um, then then why are you bothering kind of thing, to be honest? If you were worried about Matt sitting on the fence after his 2-2 prediction, he's firmly off that fence now, isn't he? Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the and the other the other thing actually about the England uh, squad is, I mean, it was very kind of Gareth Southgate to um, save the feelings of one player who hasn't been picked. On rather than rather than saying we've not picked you because you're shit, um, Jordan Henderson has been left out due to his increased workload this season. <sighs> okay. Controversial opinion time. Would probably have rather had him in the squad than Phillips. I mean, if there's the option to have neither, I'd be there. I mean, that would be the ideal situation, but I think just based on just based on minutes played, I think he warranted <coughs> a, spit, a place in the squad more than Calvin Phillips. Mm. <laughs> the, 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 the quote about Henderson was. Uh, about him not playing was I don't need to know more about him which makes me worry about how many times Jordan Henderson may or may not have turned up in Gareth Southgate's front garden over the course of time maybe he's there too much (laughs) can we say can we say Um, I suppose outside of the England squad um, the final uh, relegation spot uh, was being contested between Burnley and Leeds for the, I suppose, right to, to to face Hull and Middlesbrough at least, well, at least twice next season. Obviously, uh, the people listening and watching the podcast will have uh, absolutely no illusions of the way that we all hoped it would go. Um, but no, sadly we didn't. We didn't get a, we didn't get our wish, and uh, Leeds lived to fight another Premier League day as Burnley were unable to overturn everyone's favourite barcodes, um, and they succumbed to a two-one defeat. Whilst Leeds were able to overturn Brentford two-one uh, to preserve their Premier League status, so Burnley join Watford and Norwich in dropping down into the Championship. So, Watford and Norwich, welcome to the party for next season. Did that Leeds game come with, like, if you win the game, you get enough points to win the league as well? Something like that. It was... um, Because they certainly celebrated. It probably probably came off the back of, obviously, staying in the Premier League equals guarantees that they'll get into Europe within the next two seasons or something like that. Are they, are they going to Spain for training or something? Or? I can, you can only presume. You know, well, well, you know, Jesse will, you know, have them probably spending time in Texas or. Look, I, I am, I am the last person to be talking about how happy or sad I am for a team to survive on the last day of the Premier League season by the skin of their teeth. Um, at least Leeds didn't have to go through the embarrassment of their manager singing. After the game, and uh, weirdly enough, not to date the podcast, but that happened on this day um, about 14, I want to say 14 years ago, maybe a bit. 2009, it would have been, wouldn't it? Mm. 13 years ago. So, yeah, it was a while while ago, but yeah, that was actually on this day, as was the playoff win. But I'm I'm not going to do a Liverpool fan and live in the past, so. (laughs) 
There you go. I believe York, York City got promoted. Well, to, well, I was going to say to to round it out. Obviously, we we covered the teams that are coming down from the Premier League into the Championship. We might as well round it out nicely with the team coming up from League One into the Championship to round out the teams. Uh, so Sunderland versus Wickham was the League One playoff final, uh, and Sunderland were able to uh, to finally uh, get themselves out of League One after four seasons of trying. So. The Tease Weird Derby is back on the schedule for next season. Lovely stuff. Uh, and as Andy alluded to there, uh, obviously from a from a personal sort of geography point of view, York were, strangely enough, at home versus Boston United for the playoff final, mm. which seems a bit odd from a promotion and relegation sort of perspective that that's the way they do things but that's that's the way they do things in the National League North and the National League South apparently um, it was a sellout at the uh, at the new stadium so the first time the, the new stadium has been sold out it's been open so 7,000 in total were there a mix of York and Boston fans to see their respective teams uh, and York um, were able to uh, come out on top 2-0 winners so they managed to get themselves back in the National League I was going to say central, but it's just the National League. Uh, again, for the first time in four or five seasons, I believe. So, well done to York. They're uh, they're they're play the National League playoffs are happening at the moment, and they just seem to be eliminators. It's like brutal. It's just like yeah, one so, game. I'm like, this looks this looks awesome, but also terrible. So, <laughs> so I had to I, obviously. <clears throat> As, as discussed before, I've got a bit of an affinity for Hartlepool United. So this is what that's what Hartlepool had to go through last season to get up into the football league, um, where because they finished fourth, they had a home eliminator against Bromley, which was just a one-legged affair, which they won and progressed. They then played against Stockport County away from home. Again, which was a one-legged encounter, and they won that, which then sent them into the playoff final, which was played at Ashton Gate in Bristol. Um, geography will tell you that Bristol is absolutely fucking nowhere near Hartlepool. Well, who were they playing as well? Hey, who were they playing against? Torquay United. All oh, right, okay. I mean, like, fair enough. Torquay to Bristol, not exactly down the road, but <laughs> it's still a lot closer than Hartlepool is. Also, we looked into going, and it was on a Sunday, and it wasn't a bank holiday. So, I think round trip would have taken us at least ten hours. Ten hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then also there was the fact that um, we—I think both me and my brother said—don't think we could uh, we could stomach five hours in the car with our dad if they'd have lost. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we covered this on the podcast actually, but. This is the game that was like obviously because we didn't go. This was actually still when they were doing reduced uh, reduced numbers of fans as well. Actually, um, so even if we'd have wanted to, I don't think we'd have been able to get tickets. Um, this is the game that we were watching on BT Sport via via the internet through the TV. So we had it on a laptop that was then linked into the TV via HDMI cable. Uh, Pools were one 0 up in the ninety sixth minute. Torquay had a throw, the feed cuts out. Mm. So 
we all just go, shit, massively scrabble around to try and get it fixed. I remember I've got the thing on my phone, so open it on my phone to see Talkie celebrating. Because from that throw, the goalkeeper had gone up for Torquay and scored the equaliser in the 96th minute. Um, yeah, when we managed to get the feedback on, um, needless to say, the tension in the room was um, palpable, shall we say. <laughs> and uh, I don't think anyone spoke for about 40 minutes. Oh, and then obviously it went to Penners, so even more. But they did win and they got promoted, so... But yeah, the National League playoffs. The National League playoffs. Brutal. That's... that's Just horrible. horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much... That's pretty much it. So obviously the... The, the, the championship... Go, go on. So, uh, the, so Stu mentioned um, the... the oh, it's kind of going off on a tangent. The, um, the AC Milan defender... Yeah, they, they, they won. They won Syria. Ah, and the only thing that kind of made me kind of sit up and notice was that their wage bill is eighteen million. That that's their wage bill now, which is absolutely unheard of nowadays. Like to have a wage bill like that, it's. Uh, but I just thought it was an interesting kind of little fact that they'd won the league with. Hang on, eighteen million isn't that pretty much like Ronaldo's salary on its own? Or something Not that well, and to finish well, the season for Kylian Mbappe next year. Oh. Yeah, I was just going to say that it's not it's not even a fifth of his signing on bonus for signing the new deal with the PSG, <laughs> is it? That that like, I mean, did you actually? Since we've moved on to that, did you see that La Liga are apparently putting in a complaint now? Whilst it absolutely reeks of sour grapes, they're not wrong. Like. What does that? What does anybody need a hundred million quid for? Um, I don't think it's that. It's 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 not that as much as it, for me. It's the fact that he's basically been told if you stay, you can have a you can have a hand in club decisions. Yeah, it's like what? I'm not like no. I think I sent this to you. Like in in terms in terms that I would understand, in terms of the people who might listen to Getting Over would understand. He's basically just fucking Hulk Hogan to PSG. <laughs> like he's gone full 1990s, early 2000s WCW Hulk Hogan on that, the PSG. That doesn't work for him, brother. Exactly. Can you imagine him though wandering around the stadium or the training ground singing "Sacked in the Morning"? <laughs> <laughs> The manager will be like, oh shit, kind of thing. Or the sporting director, which apparently is also kind of, he's got, can you imagine it though? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, un- it's absolutely unheard of. It's... I, think, I think this week, lads, I think uh, I think Lionel's going to take the penners. Is that all right? No, no, no. <laughs> he, just, he just sat at the back of the training room. <clears throat> um, I, I, like, why are all the shirts got... Killian's name on the back. Well, lads, this week I thought we'd just advertise me for the entire ninety minutes. Is the uh... um, obviously that would be in French, but you know I'm not that uh, bilingual. So something else I've seen, uh, most mostly through social media, and, and no surprises why that is. Uh, Wrexham went to the to the to the final. Is it the FA Trophy? Final? Yeah, so every year in non-league, 
they have what's known as finals day, which is a combination of the FA Vase and the FA Trophy. The FA Trophy is a tournament for all of the non-league teams in, I think, tiers five and six, or five, six and seven. And then the Vase is anything below that. Um, so the Vase is pretty much entirely made up of like amateur and semi-pro teams and things like that. So it's, 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 um, I'd, I'd have to go through the, uh, the list of teams that have won it, but... It seems to have been quite a popular t- uh, trophy for teams in the North East to have won the FA Vars. It's been won by North and South Shields in the last 10 years, I think. It's been won by, I mean, maybe Whitley Bay have won it a couple of times, I think. Um, but it, it's it's always, more often than not, it seems to have North East teams in the final. Um, not this year, though, sadly. But yeah, this year it was in the FA Trophy. It was Wrexham versus Bromley. And I haven't seen the game, but I believe that Wrexham had a goal. They scored a goal that got uh, that later got chalked off the, uh, by VAR. So this was the uh, reason. This was the reason I saw it. The reason I saw it was that um, the 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 two owners, who some people might know their names, and their wives were tagged in a post that went along the lines of somebody might need to explain the offside rule to them before they celebrate like they've won. Uh, oh, they man. were going someone, ballistic when that goal so, went in. Someone did say that um, they'd. Uh, it was something like. Are they, are they filming? Stu- are they filming it as, as like as part of a documentary? So have they like since they've taken over? Have they have they like employed a film crew to just film? It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Because I think oh, what yeah. what someone was saying was obviously. They'd sort of they'd put that tweet up about the fact that obviously they were like they were celebrating the goal and stuff like that, and then it was like, oh, imagine having a go at people who are like, you know, you've, you've invested so much money in this team to like sort of like do your documentary and then think, oh yeah, we've got an excellent ending to the documentary here, so then only find out, uh, yeah, that's that's that 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 goal doesn't count. <laughs> Well, they're, they're 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 still in with a chance of getting promoted. Obviously, they're in the uh, they finished second in the league, so. They're not playing tonight, but they will play Grimsby, who won their playoff eliminator last night against Notts County. Notts County just cannot catch a break in this league. They always seem to get knocked out in the, in the playoffs. Um, uh, so Wrexham versus Grimsby will be the one-legged playoff to see who gets into the playoff final. And I think that's on Saturday. Um, so they, they will have a chance to get back to the um, the playoff final to... to Get back into the league, so maybe they will get that fairy tale ending. Then maybe the maybe the, the loss in the other game is like the bump, the, the dramatic bump in the road. Yeah, maybe. The only uh, the the sad thing is the fact that the, the it's the playoff final, but it won't be at Wembley. Um, I don't actually know where it is this year. It's not. It's not at Bristol. I don't think. Out to Hebrides. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> Someone, I think someone had put on. Um, it was a bit ridiculous that of the of the six teams that were in the in the mix for the playoffs. I think four of the six were based in the north. Oh well, they're either northern or east Midlands. 
and then you had Wrexham. And they've put the they've put the playoff final somewhere that's not in the middle of any of them. So like Norwich or something. I, th- I think it might it might even be Ipswich actually. <laughs> I'll have to find it now. Talk that about yourselves. Talk about yourselves. Absolute absolute knacker to get to. Well, whilst Paul is investigating, should we possibly take this opportunity to take a very small break? Even better. West yeah, yeah, Ham. we can. We can. I'm sure we can fit a break in. Um, so uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Recording in progress. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back at it. Um, and just to wrap up the uh, the very loosest of loose ends that we uh, did just before the break, Matt was indeed correct. The National League playoff final of the season will be played at West Ham's London Stadium. Um, from a news perspective, I think the only other sort of like thing that obviously really happened was the end of the Premier League season. We obviously covered it went down. Um, but uh, the... Uh, Team that was going to win it was was still up for uh, was still up for grabs. So it was obviously between Manchester City and Liverpool. Liverpool aiming to um, get on for their quadruple. Stu's got a point to make here. My my favourite point of the entire weekend, obviously not to uh, like football wise, not to spoil what Paul's about to say about who won, was was actually a message on uh, social media from Jason Manford. Um, said. Do you reckon somebody sat in the car park at IKEA Warrington with the Premier League trophy right now? I was like, yeah, that's probably a good point. Uh, I mean, if they're anywhere, they're literally. I wonder if I wonder how much like sort of fuel you'd have to put into a helicopter to just have it literally hover in the midpoint between Manchester and Liverpool. Well, I mean, based on prices these days, it probably costs more than the entire football league. So. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, more than more than the trophy's worth, etc., etc. <laughs> I, I imagine they'll probably just they'll, they'll probably just like hedge the bets, wouldn't they? And just basically send a replica to Liverpool and have the original at Manchester. They have they have to, um, replicas in Manchester anyway because of the football museum. Because I have held it. Um, so obviously, yeah, like we said, it went into the last day with Man City needing to equal or well, just equal. Uh, Liverpool's result to uh, to finish the game uh, to finish the season as champions. Um, they had the worst possible start as they were two 0 down with seventy five minutes gone. Um, they then made a substitution, uh, bringing on Ilkay Gundogan, and uh, he scored two of the three goals that they needed um, to win the game through to and uh, end the season as champions. For the fourth time in five seasons, um, so they're uh, they're certainly uh, certainly becoming a bit of a bit of a dynasty, shall we say? Uh, but yeah, it's uh, obviously such a such a shame that Liverpool weren't able to uh, win the league in front of supporters for the first time in thirty years. That way, as always goes on, um, because everyone knows that they winning them winning the league. When it was locked down, basically negates it. So it's yeah. almost as if it never happened. In the same way that when Leeds won the championship and came up, because it was in front of no supporters, it didn't really happen. So there we go. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously Liverpool's focus now switches to the Champions League final, which is this coming Saturday. 
again, as we've discussed before, not even the biggest game that's, that's taking place this weekend, so we don't need to cover it. Um, I think the new rule should be instigated that if they're not actually champions by the time they get to the final, it's just not played and they just sack it off. Or they give it to the team that's closest to being champions, which would be Real Madrid. I'd go like, sorry. That's, that's that's all I've got really. Unless any other Looking ahead, Hull have had their first two pre-season game, or maybe maybe not their first, but certainly the first two in the book pre-season games confirmed. Do we do we dare suggest that one of them may involve a Turkish club? You sir will be entirely wrong. Yeah, apparently... Is it, against, um, is it against North Ferriby United? No. Damn. Although, although I'm pretty sure that that will, that will also happen. Um, but um, they are due to be playing at Sevilla, in, actually out in Spain. Um, it's been reported that they have booked the same hotel that Bournemouth had for their pre-season from this past season. So, you know, good omens and all that. Um for your stadium to blow to bits and cheat your way to winning that game. Um, and <laughs> the other team is actually a charity effort and they are going to be playing Shakhtar Donetsk at the MKM Stadium with the proceeds going to the Ukrainian war effort. So it's kind of good news on that front as well. Very nice. That's it. There's nothing really else happening. Is that it? Is that it? Is that it? Pretty, pretty much. You mean, you'll listen hard it, enough, you'll hear the nerves for the weekend coming through, but other than that... <laughs> the, only, the only thing I've got to sort of finish on, really, is, is, a, is a sort of a humorous um, mishappening, so to speak. Well, no, it wasn't a mishappening, was it, Paul? Let's be fair. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, it happened on the BBC News channel on their news ticker where um, apparently it changed from an update around China to the following phrase flashing along the bottom of the screen. Manchester United are rubbish. (laughs) Okay. So, during the news, for a brief moment, a ticker appeared that said Manchester United are rubbish, which caught a few people's attention, as you can imagine. Since the incident, the BBC had responded, apologising, saying it was an accident by a trainee who was learning how to put text on the screen, and they're sorry if it offended any Manchester United fans. Oh, come on. How much of that do we actually believe to be true? Manchester United fans are only bitter about that if they can't handle the truth this season as a whole. So, so... I, I saw this earlier today, and that was my that was my instinct. I was like, "So what? They they don't like the truth." They're, it's they're a against news the channel. Truth. They were reporting the, the news. They, it was a news network was reporting the news. They are upset about the truth being spoken on there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it made it made me chuckle to see. Um, so there we go. That is that is that is kind of that. That is kind of this. 
we will return to discuss one way or another the the outcome there might only be three of us here we don't know um obviously that could that that could go both ways you know i was gonna say that's that because that's because matt's on the seven day bender that, uh, well, that thing know, isn't it? You know, it, it's it's a bit similar to if you pass your driving test, you're not allowed to drive back from the from the test centre. <laughs> so if you if you're promoted, you're no longer allowed to uh, you know comment on uh, on championship football. Maybe it's that. <laughs> Maybe that's the rule. Maybe who knows? Either way, it won't be it won't be any good because if if they lose, it'll just be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if they win, probably a similar kind of noise in a different pitch. <laughs> and there was the mention of uh, of more football further down the uh, down the line. Um, obviously, it's not it's not the end, but it's close to the end. So uh, I will thank you, gentlemen. For taking me and these lovely people through the season, not not just the sometimes murky waters of the football world, the season. It's uh, it, it's it's a it's a happy sad. It's a sad happy. It's one of them. Obviously, we'll be back. We'll be back to talk more football before the end of the season, and we'll be back to talk more football in the new season. But until then, it's goodbye from these gentlemen here. Goodbye from me, and uh, if uh, if you, if you feel so inclined, send uh, send Matthew some uh, some good luck, love through the Twitter sphere. Uh, Slash money for beverages. I was gonna go down there, send him a beer, you know, do that that thing, uh, but. Come on, Forrest. <laughs> Right, thank you very much, gentlemen, and uh, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. So there you go. What do you think of that? Oh, man, stressful. Super stressful. Tune back in next week to find out what actually happened. Before you go, do consider liking, sharing, subscribing, and commenting. Drop any reviews you might feel like dropping. And uh, if you've got a few minutes, you can check out our website, which is thecookiecast.com. Over there, you'll find social media links and email links. You can drop us a line. Let us know how you're getting on. That's it for this one. And that's nearly it for all of the season. Until next week, where we cover things off and finish up, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.